what are we doing? Where are we? Uh, I think this is... Let's talk fantasy football. Okay. Uh, you want to do the intro, Jack, or should I? <clears throat> Why don't you, uh, let's drag it in together, huh? Camboni style? Nope. It's going to be one or the other. All right. I'm three. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> Good afternoon, good morning, and good night. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Talk Fantasy Football. I'm your host, JR Lett, and I'm here with my co-host, TJ Lett. TJ, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, JR. How are you doing? Swell. Very swell. I like that answer. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. It was a good answer. It was a very good answer. What are we here to do tonight, TJ? We are here to talk some fantasy football. That's great news. I think. I'm a fantasy football expert. Unless what, you want to shift odds? gears and talk about the NBA, I think all of our listeners nope. would love that. <laughs> nope. Nope. It's day one, dude. Okay, calm down. I'll talk to you in June when the playoffs are on. Sounds good. Okay, so here we are. The start of week seven. We are three week six seven. weeks. Six weeks. Six down. Eleven six, to go. Six down and seven to go in the regular season of the fantasy football so we are just about halfway there shall we kick things off um like we normally do by just starting off with last week's matchups or yeah let's dive in uh thanks for tuning in everyone and um you know happy to be back so uh let's talk fantasy football amen all right so i think we should start off with kyle and scott's matchup kyle and scott's matchup those are two guys i do not want to hang out with absolutely so Kyle takes down Scott, Kyle with the score of 13,614, to Scott's 12,976. This was one of two interesting matchups this week, one of the two matchups that came down to the wire. Both of them had players playing on Monday night, and due to a few different things, Kyle's able to pull away. Uh, It was really the DeMarco Murray touchdown that really sealed things for him. Before that, it was looking super dicey it looked like uh he may not be able to do it because he had very disappointing weeks from jacoby Brissett and ty hilton yeah uh you know kyle had a lot of, a lot on the line going into the monday night game like you just said um jacoby Brissett. you know i don't know 1398 from jacoby Brissett. i wouldn't say that's a crazy underperformance i mean he got 212 passing yards a passing touchdown i i don't know what you're hoping to get out of jacoby Brissett. I guess I was more so speaking to the combined total between the two of them. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, because 1,400 is not terrible from Brissett, but when he's only throwing one time to T.Y. Hilton, yeah. that, that's a big, yeah, that's that's not a big what you bummer. Want. You know, both Kyle and Scott had poor performances, I'd say, from their wide receiving core. T.Y. Hilton, 240. Randall Cobb with 430. And then Scott with uh, Tyreek Hill with 656 and Chris Hogan with 240. So definitely the weak spots, uh, their teams respectively. And then unsurprisingly, both of them had juggernaut weeks at the running back position. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, that's definitely what you point to for Kyle's team and, and why he got the victory this week. His his three running backs that he drafted, he, they were the, you know three of his first four picks of the draft. And they all finally showed up in the same week. He gets 3150 from Melvin Gordon, 1670 from DeMarco Murray, and 2200 from Carlos Hyde, totaling 7,020 points combined between the three of them. That's just an absolutely stellar performance yeah, from I mean, uh, running backs one and two in his flex spot. The other seven guys for him only scored 6,594. So, yeah, so that's where Kyle won his week. Uh, another solid performance from Greg the Leg Zerloin with uh, 1,200. <laughs> Zerloin? Um, Zerlane, sorry, what, what is that? Zerlane, Zerlane, Jesus Christ. Zerlane. Okay, dude, Zerlane, Zerlane, Zerlane. He's Greg the Leg, okay? He's the, what do they call him? Legatron. Um, anyways, both teams, I would say, underperformed at the defensive position. Uh, Kyle with 900 for Jacksonville and Scott with 650 for Tennessee. Um, so, you know, just across the board here, Tommy, I'm seeing a lot of in- inconsistency from both teams. You're seeing really strong performances and then really weak performances. Uh, what do you think was the bright spot over on Scott's side? I mean, the bright spot has been what it has been. Leonard Fournette and Le'Veon Bell have just been absolute beasts 
the entire year. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell started off a little slower. He missed training camp. That was expected. But the last three weeks, they've both been just tremendous. Did you happen to see the Leonard Fournette injury, the ankle injury? I did. Uh, I did see the Any ankle news injury. on that yet? It, it looked a lot worse. He's expected to play next week, so it is a lot less severe than what it originally looked like because he looked to be yeah, in a lot of pain. Yeah, it looked bad. I was worried it was a knee injury the way his legs just sort of sort of stopped there. Um, Brandon Cooks with a solid week of 12:30 on on Scott's side, and then Hunter Henry. You got to like what you're seeing out of him. Uh, five receptions for 90 yards, just a solid game with 11.50. And actually, John Brown with a solid game in Scott's flex spot with 13.80. Uh, yeah. With a reception t- touchdown and 63 yards. I think, you know, if you saw what Adrian Peterson did, I don't want to respond to the hype too much, but it's hard not to get excited. He looks like he's running angry, and when, when AP is running angry, <laughs> nobody wants to be in his path. Uh, he he looked good, and I think that could help John Brown's game with... Uh, okay, you know, that's that's where you're going with that. I was like, how the hell did we just start talking about Adrian Peterson? Sorry, uh, <laughs> sorry yeah, not to jump ahead to another matchup, but I, I'm just saying with getting the running game back, that, I mean, that is... That could be huge for the Cardinals' passing game. So John Brown, Larry Fitzgerald, even Jerron Brown start looking a lot more, uh, you know, upside. Yeah, so, I mean, I look at this matchup. It was obviously very close, a very unlucky, uh, kind of unfortunate loss for Scott. His team is obviously fine. There's no concerns. He would have liked to get this win. Does Scott deserve to be in first place instead of Kyle? Yes, 100%. I mean, no question. No question. That's not even a question. Stop wasting the viewers' time. You know what I mean? It's Kyle. So Kyle's team. He's had two really good weeks in a row, and so kudos to him. Um, however, there's still some major holes on his team. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has been good in some games, but very inconsistent. Randall Cobb, very inconsistent. He gets a, a decent performance out of Zach Miller, but Zach Miller. I don't know that you can depend on a touchdown from him every week, and he's. The last two weeks, he's not getting the volume as far as targets is concerned. Kyle does deserve to win the last two weeks. I mean, whether you like it or not, he's sitting at 5-1, and one, you know? And Kyle's first couple weeks, first couple wins were not impressive. You know, low scores, but he just didn't get many points scored against him. So, you know, to your point, no. Is Kyle's team good enough to be 5-1? and one? Theoretically, no, but apparently, apparently it is. I'm sitting well, at 3-3 three and three with a much better team than Kyle, and... That's just the way fantasy goes. Yeah, I was just going to say, fantasy luck through six weeks has very much been on Kyle's side. Yeah, he had a really good week, and I there was a lot of situations, because I watched Scott and Kyle's matchup closely, and Kyle got some fortunate touchdowns, and Scott had some plays that could have been touchdowns that didn't end up being touchdowns. And when it, the total difference is 700 points, those are the plays that make the difference, and like I said, luck has just been on Kyle's side this year, so we'll see if that continues. Yeah, let's go ahead and uh, be done with this matchup, unless there's anything else you want to touch on before we uh, no, go to the next no. one. No. Obviously, both teams looked great this week. It's just an unfortunate loss for Scott and a good win for Kyle. Yeah. The next matchup I want to talk about, Jack, is going to be Justin versus Lou or Dad, or Big Lou, or whatever you want to call him. And I don't know if we mentioned this, but Kyle's in first place with with a 5-1 record, and Scott is in second place with a 4-2 record. Sitting in third after his victory this week is Justin. Uh, He beats Dad with 15,946 points to Dad's 12,014 points. Another solid week from Dad's team, but Justin's team was pretty unbelievable this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, putting up fifteen nine forty six is yeah un- unbelievable is one way to describe it. Uh, Justin put up a monster a week, and he's sitting pretty at four and two. I yeah, I would say this about Justin's team, or I guess as the kids might say, Justin's team has gone from zero to a hundred real quick. That is, I could not have said it better myself. From zero. <laughs> To a hundred. I to, thought to you were going to say from zero to hero, and I was very uh, excited. Uh, I'm disappointed his, that it went from zero to a hundred. In his first three weeks, 6,900, 10,900, 9,300. In his previous, in his last three weeks, 14,900, 12,400, 15,900. All of a sudden, I am absolutely loving Justin's team. You take a look at his team this week. He plays Cam Newton with Dak on a bye. Gets 2,300 from him. Great stream option. Cam Newton has looked great the last three weeks. If you're Justin, I don't 
you know, he's been known to kill down to two quarterbacks. Maybe he will, or maybe he'll try and trade Cam Newton. Who knows? Um, I don't think Cam. I don't think Cam Newton looked great in that game. Cam Newton doesn't look great. He's a terrible quarterback, but he is a fantasy beast because he runs the ball. Cam, yeah. Cam, Cam Newton's a terrible pocket passer. I, I will. Yeah. <laughs> you will not hear me argue against that. Yeah, I will say. I'm not as high as you on Justin's team, but the I, I I think, and I just cut you off from saying it, but I think the biggest bright spot on his team is the guy you're about to talk about. Yeah, I don't know how you can't be high on his team. Uh, if, if they can stay healthy, if Jarek McKinnon has been a godsend. The last two weeks, he's gotten over 2,000, 2,500 and 2,200. If he can keep that up, even remotely keep that up, uh, obviously he's not going to get over 2,000, but if he can get 1,000 to 1,500 every week, I mean, he seems to be the guy right now, and with half PPR, he gets a lot of catches. So, and yeah, I think I think Jarek McKinnon is the guy there, and I think he could. I think Jarek McKinnon could be a top, you know, twelve moving forward. I don't see why not. He he's slid into the role that Dalvin Cook had, and while he's not as good as Dalvin Cook, he's holding his own in these first couple of games, and I I think he'll keep getting keep getting the carries and and right. the receptions, like you're saying, are huge, especially in a half PPR league. Right. Uh, another bright spot, obviously, is Gronk. Who, yeah, I mean, who, who Gronk got is Gronk. Um, I will say the the thing that scares me about Justin's team, especially with this recent injury to Emmanuel Sanders, he could end up missing a week or two, even more. You know, Justin's wide receivers are a little weak, and Justin Justin's bench he does not have a lot of depth. His Wayne Gallman looks like he was weak. outshined. What? His wide receivers are a little weak. Are you just completely discounting Jordy Nelson now because he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers? I think Jordy Nelson has to be downgraded a little bit because of Aaron Rodgers' well, injury. Sure. I think downgraded Emmanuel Sanders is going to miss. I think Emmanuel Sanders could miss, you know, up to three weeks. It, it's like it. It looked like a, not a good injury. It looked like a severe ankle sprain. Um, and Dan, Danny Amendola, uh, you know, I I would say he's. I I just I don't know you. You, you it's my take, dude. It's my take. Danny Amendola is good. I was just like Danny Amendola is like probably so his most promising receiver right now in my. If opinion, Emmanuel but, Sanders wasn't injured, you don't really have the same concerns because right. Emmanuel Sanders yeah. is a fine wide receiver too, and Jordy Nelson is a fine wide receiver one. I yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about Jordy Nelson moving forward. I I need to see what the Packers offense is going to be. Yeah, I mean. I mean, you cannot like the difference between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Hundley. I don't. You can't put that into words. You can't. We have no idea what that what that Packers offense will look like. They didn't look good True. after Aaron Rodgers went out. In Jordy Nelson's career, uh, he has proven. I don't have the exact stats in front of me, but he is still a very, very serviceable wide receiver without Aaron Rodgers in the times that Aaron Rodgers has okay. missed. Okay. Well, fair. I mean, you know, good take. I hope you're right. I'm rooting for Justin's team. I just, yeah, I mean, the I'm not saying the Packers' offense is going to be trash. I just no, I, and I'm not either. You you yeah. have you have a valid point. You obviously have to move Jordy Nelson down. We 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 can't say how much yet for sure right now, but obviously without Aaron Rodgers, everyone on the Packers' offense except maybe their running backs uh, will produce less. Yeah. So let's take a look over at uh, on Dad's side of the ball. Um, you know, I'll just point out, you know. It's just a super consistent performance for his wide receivers. He got 1620, 1630, and 1700 from his <laughs> same, wide receivers. Same old song three. and dance, man. So, same old song and dance for his wide receiving core this week. A very disappointing performance from Elijah McGuire. Don't know why he's in Dad's starting lineup, but. Yeah, Dad's starting um, Elijah McGuire, and he dropped Isaiah I'm, Crowell. I'm Go not, figure. I don't know what he's heard about Elijah McGuire that I'm missing. <laughs> um, there must be some. So he must know something. I don't. I I don't get it. Uh, Elijah McGuire shouldn't be rostered in our league right now, and uh, it's a big detriment. It's a big hole on Dad's team. Uh, you know, not like it mattered this week because Justin got only right, sixteen thousand. But Correct. you know, and Dad's team still put up a respectable twelve twelve hundred. But what? Uh, you know, what did what did you see on Dad's team this week? Bright spots, weak spots. How's he looking? Yeah, I mean, Dad's team is as solid as ever. Uh, he gets 12,000 again this week. He's averaging 11,500 per week on the year. That's very respectable. Uh, as you mentioned, wide receivers, love him. Great, perfect, even with A.J. Green on his bye. So when A.J. Green comes back, he's got all three wide receivers and his flex spot taken care of every week. Christian McCaffrey looks good. He's getting a lot of targets. He's getting a lot of targets. He had 10 catches this week. 
if Christian McCaffrey can be a solid thousand plus performance for dad every week, all he's got to worry about is his RB2 spot now because he's got Savarian Jenkins has looked good and active yeah. and relevant no, in that I offense. Love, I that was I think that was a great find by dad and I think Safarian Jenkins could be dad's, you know, he's a he's a plug and play every week. It's you're, you're you don't have to stream yeah, anymore. Yeah, I mean he could be a tight end one the rest of the year uh, yeah. for sure. And yeah, and so I mean Matt Bryant as a kicker, he kind of has a down week for Matt Bryant, but he's going to be good most weeks. The only disappointment was a McGuire and then Atlanta's defense. Atlanta you thought was going to have a really good week against Miami, they didn't. They had a good first half. I don't think he should play McGuire anymore. We agree on that. Outside of that. I, I mean, I think Alex Collins has, you know... Yeah, I mean, I think you slide Alex Collins into the RB2 slot, and then I think his team is just set moving forward. Um, I, I I don't know. I'm, I I think Buck Allen is still the guy in Baltimore. I think so, too, but Alex Collins now has gotten over 74 yards three out of the last four weeks, so I'm not sure much more. What I mean, obviously, uh, touchdowns, if he's not going to be getting touchdowns, that's going to be rough, but... Um, last thing I'll say is Alex Smith had a subpar performance, but Kansas City had a subpar performance as a whole, so that's why that happened. They looked awful against the Steelers in the first half. Decent week by Dad's team. Obviously, Justin has a stellar performance. Shout out to his defense that got 3,100. We didn't touch on that. Uh, and yeah, congrats on the win, Justin. He's up in third place, and uh, Dad is in fifth. So Both sitting at 4-2. and two. Both sitting at 4-2. and two. Correct. Uh, matchup number three is going to be Anna versus Brian. And I'd like to start off this matchup just by talking about Brian's team real quick. Brian, I would say, his season started off really lucky, getting some wins he shouldn't have gotten. In the last two weeks, I mean, my goodness, can you imagine a worse two weeks for a team to lose Dalvin Cook, who looks like is going to be one of the top running backs for the year, and then Aaron Rodgers, who is obviously a top two or three two or three it's quarterback bad luck he is i mean it's it's going to be tough for him moving forward because those were the guys that were producing for him consistently and now you look at his roster i mean obviously let me let me play devil's advocate here and i i, t- I totally agree with you brian's team looks depleted but just to give brian a little hope because i think there are some bright spots there orleans darkwa with a great week on the bench against denver Orleans Dark with 13 receiving yards and a reception and 117 rushing yards. Uh, a ton of carries. He looked good against a Denver run defense that has been pretty shut down this season. Darkwa has looked good before, and like nothing has ever really come of it. So we'll see. The big question will be, can he keep getting those consistent carries? Because he hasn't uh, yeah. up to this point. I think Funchess is still going to no, be a serviceable wide receiver. Uh, and obviously Hopkins is great. I think Kendall Wright... Uh, is not a guy you want to be plugging in week after week. Um, and so that's a hole that needs fixing. And I think, uh, you know, as we see Rob Kelly coming back this week off injury, I think Samaje P. Ryan could see some carries go down too. So right. um, that'll be another guy that Brian has to find a replacement for. But actually, he has he has Rob Kelly on his bench, so I'm an idiot. Yeah, true. I my My point sort of was just like, Cook and Rodgers up to this point, and and Hopkins obviously have been the three no. guys that are yeah. uh, that were would put up big totals and really salvage his weeks because his running backs and tight end have not been producing it. Both of his running backs, his flex and his tight end, consistently have not been producing six Mike since Mike Mike Gillisley's first two weeks. Yeah, I mean Mike Gillisley, it's past yeah. the point of touchdown or bust. He's just losing his job week yeah. by week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He fumbled this week, which Bill Belichick does not like. And you see Deion Lewis getting a lot of carries, which who knew he was still around. Um, but Des Bryant coming off the bye next week, that, that'll help Brian. Martellus Bennett has no reason to be rostered, in my opinion. Um, well, not with, not with Rodgers being out now. Even before think. that, um, he just okay, hasn't with the really... way With the way tight ends have been, he's worth a roster spot. I mean, he his his high score this week is seven twenty. This year is seven twenty. I know, but like before this week, if you can consistently get six hundred from him with the way, like I said, yeah, I, I guess you know it's a low bar, but Anna's over on the other side, <laughs> struggling to get any points from her tight end position. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So for this matchup, Anna wins twelve thousand four hundred four. 
to Brian's 6,692. Uh, Brian drops to 4-2. and two. He is in 6th place. Anna moves up to 4-2. and two. She is in 4th place, just behind Justin. And, I mean, you you look, if you were to look, you guys can't see this, but if you look at Brian's team, nobody performed outside of uh, P. Ryan. Yeah. It was, it was, it was bad. It was a bad week. It's just one of those weeks, uh, you know, on top of the Aaron Rodgers injury, nobody else performed up to standard and he never had a chance of winning this week. Uh, So you just throw this week out. I trust, I trust Brian to find a suitable replacement for Aaron Rodgers, whether he will stream or just find a guy that's pretty consistent and stick with him. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Dalvin Cook was a bigger, a much bigger loss for Brian than Aaron Rodgers is. 100%. 100%. One hundred percent, hundred percent. Moving on to Anna's side of the matchup, uh, she she had some you know solid performances. She she had Drew Brees coming out with thirteen fifty four, which you hope to see more, but that's serviceable. Golden Tate with nineteen ten, he got he caught a touchdown, ninety six yards and seven receptions. Deshaun Jackson with eleven thirty. Julio Jones uh, back from injury with six receptions and seventy two yards for ten twenty. Um, and then Todd Gurley with twelve fifty. Uh, so you know she had consistent solid performances across the top but but what brought anna home this week my word uh the new orleans saints dropping 4100 points 4100 points three touchdowns three interceptions five sacks they gave up 38 points and they got 4100 just well, right. uh, just a, just a monster relevant. performance uh what else did you see on anna's side of the ball I mean, you literally just talked about almost all of her players. Uh, so obviously, for, you're angry. <laughs> well, I just like. I not, mean, not you that literally I've, talked about all of them. Now that I've talked about every single one of Anna's players, who would you like to talk about? I didn't talk about four of her players, <laughs> and I didn't go okay, into in-depth analysis. You're wasting at all. time right now, bro. Okay, you're wasting time with that reaction. Anyway, forty-one hundred from New Orleans is obviously what sticks out. It saves her week. It's it's the reason she had a good week this week. Uh, it's a it's a pretty below average week if she doesn't get this kind of score from New Orleans. C.J. Anderson only got 17 rush yards and nothing else, so he gets 170 points. This was a strange game for Denver. Obviously, I'm not super concerned about C.J. Anderson. I think looked for him to have a nice bounce back week next week. It was a weird week for Denver. They got destroyed by the 0-5 Giants. She tries to stream Cleveland's tight end, Njoku. He only gets two catches for no yards, so he gets 100 points. Anna has struggled at the tight end position. It has been her one weak spot, her definitely her weakest spot by far. I don't know if she sticks with him next week or if she goes out and tries to find someone else. It was looking like she was going to be good with Charles Clay, but he gets injured. She gets another good game from Blunt. He he has been very serviceable. Nothing crazy, but he's been outside of week two. He's been what you want from your flex position. I have no concerns about Anna's team moving forward. Drew Brees had such a low score because of what happened with New Orleans defense. They were up by 35 points. They were winning by 35 points. They were up by five touchdowns. And so Drew Brees didn't throw it all outside of like the first quarter and a half. So... Golden Tate goes down with an injury. Hopefully with the bye week he can come back looking good, but another great week from him. Nice bounce back week after two down weeks. So Anna's team looking good. Uh, I have no concerns. If she can figure out her, her tight end position, I, I think she's got a really solid team moving forward. So Yeah, I think she can definitely uh, you know, add some depth to her bench. Um, but she you know, she's. I would say the biggest appointment, dis- biggest disappointment for Anna so far this year, is you know has to be Julio Jones. Zero touchdowns through six weeks. You just never would have believed that going into the season. Such a high draft pick, um, such great expectations going into the season, and he just has underperformed. So uh, I hope you know that'll that turns around. He's got some great matchups the next couple weeks. New England's defense, which is apparently bad this year, the Jets' defense, which is of course bad this year. Uh, so I'm looking looking for Julio Jones to get two really really big weeks these next couple weeks. That's a very fair take. Uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely surprising that he hasn't scored any touchdowns yet, but he's been he's been producing decently. So obviously not as much as you would hope from a number one pick, but he hasn't been uh, bad per se. No, but disappointment for his level of, you know, 
the of bar. What is, yeah, his level of the bar. Perfectly said. Okay, so eat my ass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are ready for halftime, right? All right. So at this point in the show, Tommy, you mind if I hit you with? An edition of Let's Guess? I do not mind at all. In fact, I uh, look forward to it. Let's go. All right, Tommy, after six amazing, crazy weeks. Yes, sir. I'm going to hit you with a quarterback question. Absolutely. But I'm going to get real specific here, okay? Okay, good. Yep. I'm looking for the number one quarterback this year in yards thrown. Carson Palmer. Very close. Carson Palmer is number two with 1,856 oh. yards. Oh. Very close, though. Great guess. Great I really guess. thought it was going to be him. He's been throwing it like crazy. Yes, he is. But surprisingly, he is 100 yards, 103 yards behind the first place. I mean, it's got to be It's got to be Tom Brady then, right? You are very right. Tom Brady, uh, 1,959 yards on the season so far. Yeah, honestly, that's classic Tom Brady. You want to... Uh, Try to round out the top five? Yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Uh, this is probably not going to be nearly as successful as my first two guesses. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let's go with... Alex Smith has had some pretty big weeks. Is Alex Smith in the top five? Alex Smith is number three at 1,637 yards. Oh, shit. But don't be deceived because the fourth place person is only four yards behind him. Four yards behind him. Um, is fourth place Carson Wentz? Oh, Carson Wentz is fifth place. Oh, man. Wow. You are doing well. Uh, Carson Wentz, fifth most yards thrown this year with 1,584 yards. Wow. Okay, so someone's just ahead of him and just behind Alex Smith. It's not Aaron Rodgers because I have had Aaron Rodgers in my other league, and he was not throwing for a lot of yards, per se. Aaron Rodgers is 11th. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's not going to be Ben Roethlisberger. He's been terrible. You're you're right that it's not Ben Roethlisberger, but you're wrong that he's been terrible. He is the sixth most yards thrown. Wow, he's still terrible. Um, Fair. Oh, is it Philip Rivers? Five for five, ladies and gentlemen. TJ Lettys no went five for five, <laughs> guessing... The most yardage of a quarterback through week six. Give him a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone, from that lovely well done, round TJ. of applause. Well done. Yes, Philip Rivers, fourth most with 1,633 yards. Um, you know, just to name a few more, uh, Jared Goff is actually seventh Jesus. with 1,484, and Cam Newton is eighth with 1,476. Where are all the good quarterbacks at? No Matt Ryan, no Aaron Rodgers. Jeez. Matt Ryan is 13th. Kirk Cousins is 14th. Well, Drew guess... Brees is 15th. Okay, you know what? Though All those guys have had buys. That makes sense. Mm. That makes sense. That's, a, that's actually a really good point. That's a really good point. All those guys that... have had buys. Oh, well, this isn't as surprising as we thought. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. Great. Um, well, you didn't know that, though. So, like, that's impressive. Well, I guess, well, what does Matt Ryan have? I don't feel like Matt Ryan's thrown for a lot of yards either. No, no, it's not just because of their buys. They're, those guys are at thir- 1357, 1334, 1321. So they're, they're like, you know, 250, 300. Right on the cusp. Yeah. Um. Okay, you have another let's guess for me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um. The second let's guess of the night, Uh. we're... We're talking about who the quarterbacks are throwing to. Wide receivers. I got a wide receiver question for you. Okay. Uh, we've we've talked about touchdowns, I believe. Uh, but I'm asking you this week a yardage question again. Yardage I'm looking question. for the wide receivers with the most yardage on the season. <laughs> uh, let's start with the top five. Number one is the easiest question I've ever answered. Yes. yes. <laughs> because yes. Uh, you could have, I could have woken up from a coma not knowing what year it was, not knowing what week it was, <laughs> and randomly guessed Antonio Brown, and I would have been right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure about that scenario you drew up, but <laughs> definitely think I knew you were going to get this one. Antonio Brown was 700 receiving yards in the season, almost 200 yards ahead of second place. Holy shit. Second place has 504. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, okay. Uh, so obviously Antonio Brown... 
AJ Green's got to be in the top five. He's, he's had number some, two, five oh four, and he's had a bye week too. That's impressive. Uh, but no, uh, he just had like 180 yards last week, so it'd be pretty hard for him not be in the top five. Oh, he's number, number two. Yeah, number four, number three, and four are both in the 480s, 480 yardage. I'm trying to think. And I'll give you a hint. I just, I, I would be very surprised if you get these two. Not, uh, not to, not very surprised, but these are these are not Antonio Brown, AJ Green names. Right. I feel like, I mean, there's no like. None of these, the other, the rest of the top five aren't going to be big names, most likely, because you're very correct. The other, I mean, other guys like Hopkins and Nelson, they haven't been getting a lot of yards. Um, oh, you know what? I'll go. We just mentioned the guy with the most throwing yards, so I'll go with his. I think uh, his deep threat would probably have the most yards of anyone. Uh, is Brandon Cooks in the top five? Yes, Brandon Cooks is number five. Oh hell yes! Just, just oh stuck hell in yes! There Ooh, that feels 400, good. Four hundred and seventy-two yards. Um, Ty Hilton. Yes, number four. Really, four hundred and eighty-five yards. Wait, why don't you just just give me the the last guy? Number six is Larry Fitzgerald. Okay. And number three, with four hundred and eighty-nine yards, is Adam Thielen. I wouldn't have gotten that in a hundred no. guesses. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe a hundred guesses. Um, cool. Well, awesome. Thank you for letting me guess. You're welcome for let's guessing. <laughs> You're welcome for letting you guessing. Um, I've got to figure out that pun. Okay. Um, all right. Should we move on to the second half of the matchups? We should indeed. Matchup number four. We are going to talk about Jack versus Drew, which uh, this matchup was the other interesting matchup of the week. Jack takes down Drew, scoring 13,120 to Drew's 12,552. Another tough loss for Drew, who now sits at 1-5 and five in 10th place. Jack moves up to 3-3. Three and, three. Uh, he's and boy, did it go down place. to the wire. It came down to the wiggity wire. A super hero... A just completely heroic effort by Ryan Suckup, who before yeah. this Monday night game, I, you would have guessed that Drew had absolutely no shot of beating. Let's give him. A, let's give a pause and let's give a round of applause for Ryan Suckup. I mean, just an absolutely heroic. I mean, you said it best. A heroic performance, putting up twenty five hundred to ha- make Drew crawl back. To make it within, I mean, within reach before Dante Moncrief caught those last couple passes, right. it was very close. And you know, he had Frank Gore going too. Yeah. I actually texted Drew and was like, "Are you watching this game? I'm freaking out." And he was like, "Wait, is our matchup close?" Because he didn't even like, he he didn't even realize that it was close because right, he didn't expect such a heroic that, he performance so from far Ryan. Behind, Suck. yeah. I mean, he puts up twenty five hundred. Makes all four of his field goals and all three of his extra points. Frank Gore has a decent week. And like you said, before Moncrief got uh, a, like a 24-yard catch, uh, it was very close. He was, I think the closest he got was just a, a shade over 600 points from you within your score. And a 50-yard field goal would have put him, I think it was something, what did I say, like you were like six points Seven ahead. points. Yeah, yeah, something ridiculous like that. So it was... It's very close. Another heartbreaking loss for Drew, who needed yeah, a win so, this week. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just talk about Drew's team real quickly mm-hmm. here. Um, Tom Brady putting up a solid performance with 17-18. Uh, you would have liked to see more from him going against the Jets, but Absolutely. Uh, solid nonetheless. Devonta Adams, solid week with 13-90. Um, you know, maybe worries about him moving forward without Aaron Rodgers, but we'll see there. Jamison Crowder with another disappointing week, 434. Yep. It's just, you know, uh, I, I had Kirk Cousins on my team this week who put up 2880. I'm pretty sure he was one of the top quarterbacks this week, if not the top. And um, he just, he's got too many weapons. Uh, Jamison Crowder just falls through the cracks with Kirk Cousins throwing, you know, to Josh Doxson. And uh, Jordan Reed's back now. And, you know, they've got... Just they've just just so many weapons on that offense that Jamison Crowder has just been disappointing all year at this point. Uh, really, got, Drew's really got to start questioning whether or not yeah, I he think deserves to be I'm, started. I'm pretty sure 
I think we can safely assume that this was gonna. This is the last chance that Crowder gets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If and let and you know, I, th- I think he's worth a, a bench stash. If yeah. you know, moving forward, you sit him on your bench if you have the space and hope he can turn it around. But luckily to- for Drew, luckily for Drew, you know he's got really strong wide receivers sitting on his bench. Yeah, yeah. So Aguilar. It's looked great. Uh, he's he's not getting a whole lot of targets or catches for that matter. Uh, only more than four catches once this year, but he's also caught four touchdowns. Uh, Carson Wentz obviously likes he's him. He's the big play guy. Yeah, he seems to be the big play guy. He he works a lot of uh, he gets a lot of mismatches in the slot. I think sometimes uh, he's he's well he's very fast, and so in that slot spot he he can dust dust guys off the line. So. Yeah, he's got replacements for Crowder. I really like Sterling Shepard on Drew's bench with the Giants receiving core just being absolutely depleted. I think, you know, while he's questionable and didn't play this week, I think when he's healthy and when he comes back, um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they uh, they play Seattle, and then they're going into mm-hmm. bye week. I think after that bye week moving forward, I think Sterling Shepard could be a really consistent option moving forward simply because they have no other options. Yeah, 100%. 100%. He, he should be a very, very dependable wide receiver moving forward. Like you said, who knows if he'll play this upcoming week, and then they've got their bye week. The issue for Drew is, is he needs guys to play, and he needs to put up points and win pronto. Now. Yeah, uh, that's fair. That's Sterling Shepard starting to do well in week, what, nine isn't going to help Drew much if he's sitting yeah. at one and seven. Yeah, the, the biggest disappointments I see on Drew's side are Tom Brady... Uh, Jameson Crowder and Travis Kelsey. Again, Travis Kelsey has a bad week because the Chiefs struggled mightily. Outside of that, I think, you know, good good week from Devonta Adams, Marvin Jones, Jada Shai, great week from Tyreek uh, Cohen, who threw for a touchdown and puts up 12-10. Frank Court, dependable as always, puts up 770. He has been nothing spectacular, but just solid flex play every week. Sort of um, like a Mark Ingram type. Yeah, and then moving on to your team, touching on Kirk Cousins, who was just awesome again for you with 28.80. I was looking this up earlier, and to touch on what you said about Kirk Cousins having too many options, which we talked about either last week or a few weeks ago. So Kirk Cousins throws for 330 passing yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Now, Kirk Cousins threw to nine different receivers in this game. None of them getting more than four catches. That's crazy. Yeah. So I'm looking at the list right now. So Chris Thompson, four catches. Vernon Davis, three catches. Ryan Grant, three catches. Jordan Reed, four catches. P. Ryan, three catches. Pryor, three catches. Crowder, three catches. Doxson, yeah. one catch. And M. Brown, one catch. Uh, that's that's crazy. I'm not surprised to hear that, though. Yeah. Outside of a long gain from Chris Thompson with 49 yards and Vernon Davis for 51 yards, like all of them, like I said, four catches or less. And it, it seems to me that in this offense, it's going to be touchdown or bust for any of his targets. Yeah, I mean, they're just not getting enough, you know, they're not getting enough consistent receptions to be guys that can just put up points with receptions and yardage. Uh, yeah, you, I think you're absolutely right. That's a great take. Um, Let it's, me, uh... it's, really, it's really hard to plug in wide receiving options for the Redskins at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tear through your team real quick because we spent a good amount of time in this matchup already. You put up another great week. I predicted you would lose to Drew. You proved me wrong. Drew does have a great week, but you have an even better week. You get a massive performance from Mark Ingram, which is he he puts up 27.50. It's a great week for him. It's a little bit a product of what happened in that game, which we talked about earlier. They were running the ball literally the entire second half. And with Adrian Peterson gone, I'm pretty sure Mark Ingram was getting like the ball every first and second down the entire second half. Mm. Zach Ertz had another great week, 1480. I had predicted he would have his worst week of the year. He did not. However, I am proud of that prediction because he gets by far his least amount of yardage and least amount of catches for the year. It just so happens that both of his catches were for touchdowns. So it appears that Zach Ertz can do no wrong. Even when he's barely used, he's going to put up at least 1,400 for you. Yeah, I mean, he's just been, I can't say enough about how valuable he's been on my team this year. Yeah, 
you get a great week from New England's defense, not surprising against the Jets. Great week from Mr. Butker, who I think is going to be a solid play for you moving forward because the Chiefs uh, can move the ball, and so he's either they're going to be in the red zone a lot. So as long as he can make his kicks, he should be good. Decent week from Javorius Allen. I would say the only disappointments for you are Michael Thomas, and again, that was a product of how the game developed. He only picked up 260. It was an absolutely insane game. I mean, I'll, I'll take it with, with Mark Ingram getting 27.50. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The three of them, or the two of them combined, put up 3,000. So you're going to be fine with That's that fine every with week. <laughs> Great uh, plug and play with for Moncrief, putting up 920. Uh, Thanks. Another... Yeah, that, that worked out well. Um, you know, a couple of the throws were late, so maybe, I mean, you know, maybe you can call it garbage time. But, um, you know, definitely was happy with that and was also happy with my stream in New England's defense. Uh, they didn't look great against the Jets, but they still managed to put up 17.50. Right, right, absolutely. And the only other disappointment would be um, Jones, who only puts up 470, and to loop him in with Montgomery, we'll see how that develops moving forward. I think both of them will yeah, get I'm more work. To get worried. I think both of them will get more work with Aaron Rodgers out, and hopefully one of them emerges as the go-to guy, and you can put them in your flex. You've got to be feeling to get good. Anxious that it's going to be a full timeshare. Yeah, and that could be uh, definitely be the case. But regardless of that, I think you got to feel good about your team moving forward. You have another great week. You are averaging 12,350 points a week, which is second most only to Scott, who, you know, we won't even touch on that because he's just, you know, what he's done is is, is incredible. So, yeah, let's go ahead and finish this one up. Um, great win for you. Another terrible loss for Drew. Um, and Drew is in trouble. Uh, he's got to start putting some wins together, but you're sitting, you're sitting pretty. Uh, even though right. you're only three and three, you are you're doing well. Yeah, it's a big week this week. Uh, I'm gonna be coming up against Scott, so that'll be a big one. Yeah, let's move on to matchup number five, which is Tommy versus Dan. Dan, thank God, has his best week of the year by far. Puts up thirteen thousand five hundred twenty-eight to move to one and five, taking me down, who I only scored ten thousand five hundred four. Uh, dropping to three and three and falling to eighth place. Yeah, I mean, uh, just taking a look at your team. You know, you say you only put up ten thousand five hundred, and you know, obviously a disappointing week. But I think it was just uh, a variety of factors this week that caused your team to have a down week. But I think you can be pretty optimistic moving forward. Uh, you're sitting at three and three, just like me. Um, I really like your wide receivers. You've you've made some good moves to get a strong wide receiver core. Michael Crabtree with a strong week, 1420. Richard Matthews only with 890, but um, I really like him moving forward. He's so talented, and, and Mariota likes using him. I, I, I also like Mariota moving forward. You know, he's obviously injured, and uh, you'd like to see him put up more than 1500 against the Colts, but. Um, yeah, you can, know, I, it, can I touch on one thing real yes. quick? Yes. Uh, Matthews and, and Mariota both had underwhelming performances. Um, they had a hookup where. It was very, very close to being a touchdown, and so right there, if that happens, that's another 1,000 points for me, and yeah. all of a sudden, Mariota's got almost 2,000, and Matthews has 1,500, so just in that play there, he, he had hurdled a guy and was on the sideline, tried to start tiptoeing towards the end zone, lost his balance. If he had maintained his balance, he would have scored easily. Um, but he fell out at like the three and a half yard line and then DeMarco Murray goes ahead and, and punches it in. So just in that play there, yeah, it's uh, my, a huge swing. my week huge would swing. have been much better. And yeah. then, yeah, so uh, anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, but I still love your running backs, you know, Kareem Hunt only with 1350, but the Steelers defense just had an amazing performance. Uh, Devante Freeman only with 890, but oh my gosh, the Falcons in the second half, I don't know what that was. Putting yeah, up zero that, points against the Dolphins. That was really frustrating. If this had been a week where I like really desperately wanted to win, I would have been so pissed because Freeman had such a good half. He he ended the half for the Falcons. He had a forty three yard run and then like a twelve or thirteen yard run to get him to the three yard line, and then they pull him and Tevin Coleman vultures a touchdown from him. And then literally yeah, I yeah. think Freeman got like one or two more carries the entire second half. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely not what you want after <laughs> such a strong start, like you said. Um, Cameron Brait with six receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. you got to love that performance. I think he's a great option for you in the tight end position moving forward. Uh, the weakest spot on your team is definitely your flex spot currently. Uh, I don't think Marlon Mack is going to be doing you anything moving forward. I think you know that. Um, so you'll definitely be looking for 
you know, um, either Devontae Parker to fill it in at the wide receiver spot and move one of the wide receivers down or find someone off the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I didn't want to play Marlon Mack this week. I wasn't going to play Marlon Mack this week. The injury uh, concern for Mariota, I didn't know if he was going to be able to play Monday night, so I had to pick up Matt Castle. And um, I didn't want to drop Mack because I believe he has value for the future. I think he could take over that job. And so I wanted to keep him, and so that forced me to play him because I had literally no one else to play. He only gets 180. What's funny about this performance is... He literally had a 22-yard rush on his first carry, and that was the second play of the game. And on the third play of the game, he rushed for negative four yards. And after the first three plays of the game, he didn't touch the ball again. I don't know why. And the other, yeah, definitely the other, interesting. Yeah, so yeah, uh, he didn't do anything for me. Um, and Robert Turbin did get injured, so maybe you'll have some more work there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not too concerned about my team. I had some bad luck uh, with a little with a little bit of difference in luck. I'm I'm looking at close to twelve thousand sure. points. Uh, so looking over at Dan's side of the ball, like you said, it was his best week of the year, thirteen thousand five hundred by far. Um, just a solid performance all the way across. Uh, you know, minus minus Terrell Pryor only put up three eighty. And Brandon McManus's kicker only put up 400. But outside of that, I mean, what do you like about Dan's team this week? Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head right there. This is like the definition of a team victory. Nobody on his team scored above 2,000. Or except for Larry Fitzgerald, sorry. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald puts up 2,280, which shout out to Larry Fitzgerald. He's so GD good still. And, and outside of... loving having AP around. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that definitely helps their passing game. And... Yeah, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys got over a thousand. Uh, in between a thousand and you know like sixteen hundred, fourteen forty from Benjamin, fourteen twenty from Thielen, a thousand seventy from Kamara, fifteen eighty from Thompson, sixteen seventy from Ingram, fifteen hundred from Pittsburgh's defense. What a play to play Pittsburgh's defense in Kansas City. Uh, they shut yeah. down Kansas City in that first half, and they look really good. Definitely like said, a bold play. Yeah, the only the only disappointment is Terrell Pryor and McManus. McManus missed another field goal uh, on Sunday night. Outside of that, Evan Ingram's looking great for the future, like you mentioned with Sterling Shepard. Uh, everyone else on the Giants is gone, and so in that game, Ingram was literally the only passing option that Manning had. Yeah. Chris Thompson's still getting great usage. Uh, Kamara looks good to move forward. You know, without Elliott and without McCoy, he puts up a really great week, 13,500, and he's going to have them coming back next week. I really think Dan's team looks solid. His receivers are coming into form. Uh, Benjamin is getting a lot of targets. Thielen is getting a lot of targets, and Fitzgerald is getting a lot of targets. I don't think Terrell Pryor is startable anymore, but like we just mentioned with McCoy and Elliott coming back, his flex is going to be taken up by a running back anyway, so... Yeah, I mean, he's he, he really does have a good-looking team. Um, I would say his running backs are still the weaker area, uh, only because you got Elliott possibly maybe still being suspended six games. We'll see. And then Chris <laughs> well, Thompson yes. will, be, will be getting decreased work when with Rob Kelly back. So, um, you know, we'll see. But uh, I definitely think his team can be optimistic moving forward. Oh, yeah, and just FYI, the, the most recent news is that Elliot is filing another appeal, and he is going to be eligible to play next week. So, All right, good sc- to know. Screw the NFL, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I was telling you earlier, it's like a circus. It, it's yeah, literally it's it's just like, oh, my God, just, uh, why has this been happening? This happened with Tom Brady. This is happening now with Elliot. Like, is this really the best system? Yeah, <laughs> they need to. They need to figure their stuff out for sure. Um, let's move on to the last last matchup. Yeah, okay, sounds good, absolutely. So the last matchup is going to be Louie versus Greg. Louie beats Greg with a score of 12,992 to Greg's 9,290. Louie goes uh, goes up to 2-4, and four, moves up to ninth place, just a game out of the playoffs, and Greg drops to 1-5. He is now in 12th place because he has the least amount of points scored and it's not that close. It's really <laughs> not that close. Um, he has 6,400 points less than wow. Dan. Less, less than Drew, who is in. That's not great. That's not great. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so I mean, he 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 put up nine thousand two hundred ninety this week. Um, you know, his bright spots were definitely his quarterback and his top two, uh, or his one of his wide receivers, one of his running backs, uh, or two of his running backs. But point being, he sort of had bright spots at each position, um, but really just doesn't have the depth to put up strong performances. Uh, Matt Ryan with twelve ninety two. You know, you want more than more than that. But same thing with Devontae Freeman. Just no offense in the second half. Yeah, that was very uh, strange. Ted Ginn Jr. with sixteen eighteen, another uh, you know, not another strong week. Um, one of the first, you know, this is only the second time this season that Ted Ginn has scored over one thousand. So, you know, uh, hopefully it keeps trending in that direction. He looked good in this game, but the Saints just had a monster performance overall. Um, and then Jordan Howard with eighteen ten, and Doug Martin with fourteen ninety. So those were his strong performances. Um, but then he just had some disappointments. Uh, Amari, walk me through what went wrong on his team. Amari Cooper and Martavis Bryant are absolutely killing Greg. Yeah, they are yeah. ruining his season. They yeah. are destroying his season. Amari Cooper specifically. Amari Cooper specifically. I mean, honestly, I think you say Amari Cooper specifically, but Amari Cooper was drafted third round and Martavis Bryant was drafted fourth round. So like. I, I forget that Greg reached for Martavis Bryant. Not in a bad way. I didn't hate the pick. No, uh, I was, was jealous of Greg he was when hyped he, when going he got into the him. season, but he has just been a bust. And now you hear rumors coming out that Martavis is requesting to be traded from the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. So that's a dicey situation. I mean, that that is what really sticks out. They are absolutely murdering any chance that Greg is having to to win. He's he's not putting up enough points to get wins. I mean, we've talked about it before this week. I won't I won't harp on it too much, but. He's just his team is not getting it done. It's something every week where he's he's got like you mentioned he's got he had three guys that that performed really well, and but then he's yeah. got six guys who underperformed. And Duke Johnson had his worst week I think of the year. Um, no, he had a worst week in week one, but only putting up five forty. That's not going to get it done. Delaney Walker did not have a good week. He had some bad drops again, man. Delaney Walker's struggling with the whole catching the football thing. Greg's got Delaney Walker and Amari Cooper. He's just got to get his wide receivers in some sticky hands classes. You know, they're just they're just dropping it. Yeah, I mean, Delaney Walker hasn't had a good performance since week two. I mean, I don't blame Greg for continuing to play him. He's supposed to be a guy you can start no, every week. No, absolutely not. Uh, but same thing with Amari Cooper. How do you sit Amari Cooper, that a guy that talented? But uh, that's why it's killing him, because these are guys that he... Right. These aren't guys that he should right. be benching. You, you look They're at this just team underperforming. at the beginning of the year, and you're like, okay, this is a solid roster. And just week after week after week, his guys aren't performing. You keep waiting for them to turn it around, and they haven't. Um, moving forward, I'm not sure what Greg does, uh, honestly. But another disappointing week from him. Uh, Washington, you thought that was going to be a good streamer. I would have loved to start Washington's defense this week. They only put up 900 against San Francisco at home. Like you said, Matt Ryan only puts up 1,300. He doesn't have a great week. The Falcons are looking like I don't really know what's going on with them when you blow a 17-0 lead at home to the Miami Dolphins, who literally haven't been able to score against anyone. Um, Yeah, I mean, just awful. Just awful. So... At 1-5, Greg, it's not looking good. If you're listening to this, don't give up. It's a long season. If you can string a few victories in a row, you really are. You have a chance to, you know, to make a comeback and squeeze into the playoffs. So don't give up yet. It's looking bad, but there's always hope. And moving on to Louis' team. Uh, that was great, very inspirational. Great performance from his guys, honestly. He, you know, he started off... I believe 0-3, and he's, he's 2-1 and in his last three weeks. Had a bit of a down week last week, but that was sandwiched between two pretty good weeks. He gets amazing performances from Antonio Brown, Adrian Peterson, and Baltimore's defense. Baltimore's, I was just going to say that the 2,500 triplets, those guys really came out for Louis. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's obviously the reason he won. Baltimore's defense has been just absurd with their playmaking, uh, the, the, the turnovers they've been getting, the sacks they've been getting. This week, and hot take, I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. Their next three weeks, they've, they're against Minnesota, Miami, and Tennessee. Yeah, uh, up against Tennessee could be a sneaky uh, rough week if, blah, if Mariota's blah, blah, blah. I healthy. have Mariota. I have Mariota. Dude, they're going down, okay? Baltimore is going to put up another three huge weeks in a row. Hot okay. take. Write it down. Okay. Um, but yeah, they've been they've been consistent. Outside of their two strange weeks um, where they lost to Jacksonville and got obliterated and then lost to Pittsburgh, got obliterated. Uh, they have four. One thing I'll, 
four great Sorry. weeks. And then, you know, what do you want to say? I was just going to say one thing I'll say is that Louis's biggest bright spot is also his biggest weak spot. Um, because simultaneously with Adrian Peterson coming into the offense, Andre Ellington seems to have been pushed out. No, see, that is where I believe you are incorrect, sir. Uh, Andre Ellington not getting... For this week. Yes, Andre Ellington not getting any points this week was way more a product of Arizona going up 31-0 than... All right, you come at me with your statistics, your numbers. Because... I watch football, okay? Adrian Peterson is not a third-down guy, and Andre Ellington is the third-down guy. So, I think... You think Andre Ellington is the third-down back moving forward? Yeah. Okay. Um, He... I think what we can expect is less points from Adrian Peterson moving forward and more points from Andre Ellington moving forward. Whether or not Louis feels comfortable starting both of them, I don't I don't blame him if he doesn't start Andre Ellington now, but I, I don't think Adrian Peterson impacts Andre Ellington's performances nearly as much as this week would have shown. Um, sure, I, and I, I don't disagree at all. I think Andre Ellington, uh, I don't think Louis should drop him. I'm just saying I was pretty high on Andre Ellington going into this week. Uh, but Adrian Peterson sort of proved me wrong, and it just it just makes me worry. Uh, Marshawn Lynch with only 6.30 this week. He's been pretty disappointing this year. Um, and then Keenan Allen and Alshon Jeffrey with 900 and 700. So not terrible performances, but just you're you know you're hoping for more. But you know his, the other guys did enough to carry Louis to a victory. So um, I think Louis can feel good. He'll have Russell Wilson and Jimmy Grant coming from bi- back from bye next week, and also Derrick Henry putting up the big 2100 points on the bench. Looks like he's stealing away some carries from DeMarco Murray, so who knows? Things could look up there, too. Yeah, I mean, he got 19 carries this week, did uh, Henry, and yeah, so it's been back and forth on what's going on in that backfield, but a good pickup by Louis to stash Henry, you never know, Uh, especially, I mean, a couple times Murray looked like he was uh, favoring his hamstring, so that could still be a lingering issue. Another great game from Antonio Brown, he got kind of lucky, he had like a 50-yard catch toward the end of the game, which he shouldn't have caught at all. Uh, nonetheless, he would have had a good week either way. He gets a decent plug-and-play by Phillip Rivers, only 1,400, but on a stream, that's that's decent. Um, another good stream uh, by uh, for Austin Hooper. Bits of 830, that's really all you can expect for uh, on your sh- uh, tight end that you're streaming. So, obviously, the, the really only real disappointment I see from Louis' team is Andre Ellington, and again, that was a, a product of the game. Keenan Allen, a little disappointing, but I mean, his that 700 has been his lowest week of the year, so that's a pretty good floor to have uh, with the kind of upside that Keenan Allen also provides. I'm not worried about him or Jeffrey moving forward. I like Louis' team. I've said in the past that I like Louis' team. He obviously has a, a bit of a hole in his running back, either RB2 or flex spot. We'll see if that can work itself out or what he does moving forward, but he goes up to 2-4, and four, and uh, I think his team is looking good moving forward. Great. Um, well, I think that wraps up the matchups. Um, Jack, I would love nothing more than to predict the matchups for next week. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? Um, I would love to start. Thank you for asking. That mm-hmm. means a lot to me. Um, and since you asked, I'll start with your matchup. You're going against Kyle, who's in first place. Um, <laughs> you that's are, so laughable. Um, you're going to win this week, Tommy, and that's not a prediction. That's a guarantee. Um you definitely have the firepower to beat Kyle this week. I think Mariota will have a huge game against Cleveland, and I think Rashard Matthews will benefit from that. Uh, I think Mike Crabtree, although going up, going up against a tough defense, I think he'll shine in the spotlight on Thursday Night Football, and I think he'll score a touchdown. Hot take. Devontae Parker going up against the Jets. Are you kidding me? Devontae Freeman and Kareem Hunt going against New England and Oakland, respectively. I just see your team putting up a big week this week. You're projected for 11,902, and I think you'll crush that. I I think I have a good chance of beating Kyle this week. Um, we'll see what he does to replace uh, Will Fuller. I mentioned it a little bit. His team is has been inconsistent. He's got guys that underperform. So we'll see what uh, what kind of lineup he puts together because he'll have to pick a quarterback and another uh, different wide receiver. Uh, so we'll see what he does, but uh, I like my chances this week as well. Thank you for the uh, nod of confidence. Uh, well, then I guess we'll move straight into uh, your matchup versus Scott. And, well, I don't want to really want to pick Scott directly after you picked me, but... Um, Means a lot, man. You know, 
you're going up against a juggernaut. Let's let's say let's just call it like it is. Scott's team has been absolutely insane. He's averaging thirteen thousand four hundred points a week. Uh, I like if if Hill is good to go. I like him to have a huge bounce back week against Oakland. We'll see what Scott does for his quarterback spot. I like a a big week from Brandon Cooks. I think that's going to be such a shootout. New England versus Atlanta. A bounce back week from Hogan as well. Fournette and Bell are going to do their usual things. It's really going to come down to can your team score a lot of points. I think Cousins has a down week against Philly. They've got a good defense. Um, outside of that, like I said, you know basically Scott's team is good for 13,000. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that you don't quite reach that total this week. And uh, Scott edges you out. That's fine, man. Keep picking me to lose, and I will keep winning. Much appreciated. All right, moving on to the next matchup. We've got uh, Lady BB, Justin, going against Drew. All right, so for this matchup, I'm going to have to give Justin the edge here. Um, I think with Dak coming off the bye, um, I think he will have a huge game against San Francisco. Uh, You know, Emmanuel Sanders is going to be out, which is going to be tough for Justin, but... um, He has Jermaine Kirst to plug in, who will be up against Miami. I I don't think that's a bad play at all. And I think Jarek McKinnon will keep rolling. Um, New England's defense has looked vulnerable this year, so Tevin Coleman could get some work, even though he's competing with Devontae Freeman there. And then obviously you got Gronk, who's going to be... Gronk's going to Gronk. You know, he's got got some buys, but with Lamar Miller out, and he'll have to stream a defense. So he's got a few things to overcome, but I just see some really bad matchups over on Drew's side. Um... You know, Marvin Jones with a bye, but, you know, Travis Kelsey going against Oakland, Frank Gore going against Jacksonville, Tariq Cohen against, going against Carolina. I just, I think there's more for Drew to overcome. I think both of them are going to struggle this week, but I think Justin will just barely take it. I think that's a fair take. I will feel terrible for Drew if he drops to one and six. Um, so, but yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I will uh, predict the next matchup, which is going to be Louie versus Brian. I think Louie should be considered a pretty heavy favorite in this matchup. Uh, you look at his his roster, like you said, Russell Wilson and Jimmy Graham coming back from their bye week. Uh, look for that to be a fruitful experience. Um, currently, he has Derrick Henry in the flex position. I like that play against Cleveland. Uh, both Henry and Murray could both have good games. Robbie Gold has been on fire. Baltimore's defense has been on fire. Adrian Peterson was on fire. We'll see if he can remotely keep that up. Marshawn Lynch could be in for some tough sledding uh, Thursday against Kansas City. They've got a, a pretty good run defense, although uh, Le'Veon Bell did just gash them. Uh, I like Alshon Jeffrey against Washington. Keenan Allen could struggle against Denver, but Antonio Brown could have a massive game against Cincinnati. Really, Louis is the heavy favorite because Brian's team is currently in shambles. Um, Brian will most likely find a very suitable replacement for Aaron Rodgers. The only issue is I don't like I look at his roster for this week and I see a bunch of terrible mashups. Darkwalk a good shutout against Seattle. Kyle Rudolph against Baltimore. Crowell versus Tennessee. Uh Gillislee hasn't been getting the ball a lot. So I just don't see Brian's team putting up enough points. If Louie has uh, a good week like I think his team could, I think he should take this one no problem against Brian. I think that's a great take. Uh, moving on quickly uh, to the last matchup for this next week that I'm that I'll be predicting is uh, Greg against Cool Hand Lou, my father slash dad. Um, I think this is going to be uh, another matchup where both teams struggle a little bit, but um, I'm going to have to give this one to Greg. I think he'll you know he'll come back. He's one and five. I think he'll move up to two and five and push my dad to four and three. You know Greg could have a big game from Matt Ryan going on Sunday night against the Patriots. And I'm also looking for Ted Ginn Jr. to have another touchdown this week against the Packers. I think um, the Saints will keep rolling offensively. I think Jordan Howard might struggle against the Panthers, so that could be be an issue. But I I think Delaney Walker will bounce back this week. Browns are just so bad, you got to be rooting for everyone on the Titans to to have a good week. And then Doug Martin against Buffalo, he's just been consistent since he's been back, so I think that'll be another good play for Greg. Versus uh, on Dad's side, you know, he's got... Alex Smith going against an Oakland defense that hasn't been amazing this year, but you know it ha- is pretty solid overall. And um, you got Christian McCaffrey going against the Bears, which will be Dad's bright spot this week. 
but he did well last week, and it doesn't matter if your RB2 is Elijah Maguire. So hopefully Dad, figure, <laughs> hopefully Dad figures that out. Elijah Maguire. Elijah Maguire. Um, hopefully Dad figures that out, but uh, I think, you know, until he does, he's going to struggle to beat Greg this week. Yeah, that's a fair take. Uh, I will definitely be rooting for Greg just so that I'm going to be rooting for Greg, Drew, and uh, Dan this week because I don't really want any of them to drop to one and six. Um, and speaking of Dan, Dan's matchup versus Anna, I'm going to go ahead and predict Dan Dan wins this week. I think it might actually be a good thing for him that Matthew Stafford is on a bye. Uh, he hasn't put up more than 17 1788 last week was his highest week since week one. So he has not been great. The rest of his guys look good. Hopefully they can keep that up. Like I said, he's got McCoy and Elliott coming back this week. Ingram looked great. Kamara looked great. Thielen looked great. His team looks really good right now, so I'm hoping they can keep it rolling into this next week. Pittsburgh could have another good week against Cincinnati and uh, Andy Dalton, of course. Anna's team, she's going to have to uh, find a replacement for Golden Tate. He's on a bye. I don't think she would play both J.J. Nelson and Jaron Brown, but I guess we'll see. I think if Anna if Anna has a shot, I think it's going to have to be a big week from Todd Gurley. So if he if he can bounce back and, and get 2,000-plus, Drew Brees could have a good week against Green Bay. So, uh, and like you said, Julio Jones, he's either going to go off or Bill Belichick is going to make it his mission to make sure that Julio Jones is the one guy that doesn't beat them. Um, sort of like he did it with uh, Travis Kelsey uh, week one against... Uh, Kansas City. So I think there's a chance that Julio Jones doesn't have a a, a great game, but obviously with Julio, there's always a chance he has a great game. So I don't think Anna has a bad week. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think Anna has a bad week, but I think uh, Dan backs up his his performance from this week with another solid performance, and uh, he just narrowly uh, takes Anna down, drops her to four and three, and he moves up to two and five. Um, That may just be be more of a product of me hoping that Dan gets the win this week, but uh, yeah, that's my prediction, and those are all of our predictions. So see you and good night. Boom. And that is all of our words as well. Not only predictions, but also our voices. We're done for the night. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, love running through the matchups. Love giving you predictions. And we'll be back next week in the exact same place, exact same time, to uh, chat about the league and just have some fun. TJ and JR, uh, join us next time, and let's talk fantasy football. Nailed it.